No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Let's go. And good evening, whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you are. It's Wednesday night, ladies and gentlemen. You're live with another edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Thank you for joining us. As always, so much to get through, so little time. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course... If you'd like to celebrate No Prep Wednesday, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, don't forget, don't forget your recommended drink, cheap box wine, your recommended snack, bland brand, no-name crackers. This is the official Wine and Crackers broadcast, 6 p.m. Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays. If you'd like to leave a tip during tonight's proceedings, you can, of course, patreon.com slash Boogie Bumper. Uh, you can intermittently supply lemons via dlive.tv slash boogie bumper or of course streamlabs.com slash boogie bumper because we aren't white supremacists here we aren't awful hate creatures so we have a streamlabs thank you for joining us ladies and gentlemen boys and girls um so yeah i'd look when i say i have no prep it's not untrue because you're always you're always just accumulating things in the background anyway. You know. When you put a show together, you, you you just have tabs and tabs and tabs that are constantly and like I'll recycle them. So the ones that I don't use like after a week, if they're current event type stories, then I then I, they just go in the trash after a while. They get recycled out. They never get used, you know what I mean? Most of them, like 80% of them. So you always do have a background thing. When you say no prep, it's like, because I haven't been able to sit in front of the computer for a couple of days, just due to circumstances and stuff. A couple of like longer days and I I don't have much time to squeeze in. So when I have a longer day at work, it just means I have to do less of something else, whether that's sleep or prep stuff, you know? So yeah, a little bit less sleep, but no, nothing from the last couple of days. We still do have stuff, but then I was thinking to myself, well, why don't we do this? The Joe Biden town hall was last night, and I've seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of people sharing clips on Twitter, but it's the same three or four moments of the town hall, right? And so I thought, well, everyone's seen them hundreds of thousands of times. I bet that there's more stuff. There's more awkwardness there. You know what I mean? <laughs> there would be more gold to be mined in a Joe Biden town hall from an hour than there would be just from like these three or four clips. So knowing that it was on CNN, I did this about 15 minutes before the show, right? Knowing it was on CNN, I jumped, of course, to CNN's YouTube page. But when we look down here, ladies and gentlemen, a very strange omission. It seems that the Joe Biden town hall, God, what's that alert for? I haven't heard one of those for a long time. (laughs) Thank you to whoever that was on one of the channels that nobody watches. Appreciate it. Um, Look at the CNN YouTube page, right? 
they don't have the Biden Town Hall in its entirety. Oh. Because, you know, borderline autistic people like me who's, who notice things like that get very excited at that point. Because that means that they are, they've, they've got two little sections. They've got one six-minute clip and one seven-minute clip from the Biden Town Hall on CNN. And it, it was on CNN, this town hall, right? So I'm guessing that aside from those two seven-minute, six-minute periods, the rest of it must be very, very bad <laughs> because otherwise they would put it up on their YouTube page considering it was a CNN event, you know what I mean? So I got very excited at that point and I thought, well, why don't we do this? Let's check out President Biden's town hall together. I don't know how much we'll watch. Look, uh, how about this? I'll give you the option. It's a Daily Boogie Wednesday edition fucking multiple choice. Fan interaction, they call it. Audience engagement, they call it. So how about this? Um, if you want to do like Biden and stuff at the start of the show, if we want to review this, <laughs> this latest occasion where Joe Biden has poked his head out to do something other than you know, walk around on the front lawn looking at big love hearts with inspiring messages on them for Valentine's Day. I can't remember the other thing he did. I was going to compare that to something else, but I can't remember. So I can't remember the last time he was out and about. So if you want to do the Biden stuff first, we can do that first. Or if you want to do the Biden stuff in the second half, I have a little bit of COVID shit. Um, what else have we got? Uh, the white identities thing that uh, Amber tweeted me earlier woke woke teachers banning William Shakespeare because of white supremacy uh critical race theory for pets for house pets we we also have what else have we got yeah that's about it <laughs> so that's the shit that I've got accumulated for the last couple of days so if you want to do Biden first press one in the chat if you want to do you know the mixed bag of mostly, you know, white fragility and white privilege, not understanding how to come to grips with itself in the modern world, press two in the chat. Tell me what you think. Mostly ones. So I think the ones will probably get there. Well, more twos coming in though. I think original Rev might have just tipped it over the line. It's it's the ones by Whisker. No, there will be no recount. If you suggest in any way that my counting of that vote was inaccurate, then you will be banned from the chat room immediately. Because we can't have we can't have you far right conspiracy theorist white supremacist types hanging around here. We don't want that. Someone may take our streamlabs away. We can't have that. Think of all think of all of those six dollars that I will lose. <laughs> Alright, let's do this. 
That's a very grand hall that we have here for Joe. Let's have a look. Hey, 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 welcome. hey. We are live in the Pabst Theater in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We are live. Presidential Town Hall, the first yeah. with President Joe Biden. Woo! I'm Anderson Cooper. Woo! President Biden is just four weeks into his presidency and facing multiple okay. interviews with your grandson recently. That's right. Yeah. Now, I will I will be skipping ahead at times and pausing at times. And you know, go, look at this. A good early fist pump from Joe. From Joey B. Opens up strong, ladies and gentlemen. Look at this. <laughs> There's Anderson looking dapper as always. That hair, I, I wouldn't, I didn't think it was possible for hair to, you know, technically get whiter. <laughs> I thought once you have white hair, you have white hair. There aren't shades of white, you know what I mean? It's either white or nothing when it comes to hair. But I, I've been proven wrong. Anderson's hair is getting whiter and brighter. I'd love to know his product. What kind of product he's putting in there. It's a very shiny mane. Uh, we've got a call, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a call coming in. Let me just click the Skype in. Ah, and they hung up. <laughs> call back, call back. Because it's all working now. So if you want to... If you want to have your say, because we're about to get into some Biden here, some Joey B. So if you want to get a quick one in before we roll, it's up to you. Um, Actually, you know what? Fuck it. Let's press play. <laughs> Over the past several weeks, I've repeatedly tested negative for coronavirus. Good as recently for you. As yesterday and this morning as well. Uh-huh. We will, however, be keeping our distance from one another. Is, and that a, is that a flex? Is that a flex for the lockdown people? Ah, here we go. Thanks for calling in. Hello, caller. Hey, Boogie, can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. Hey, hey man, I was the one that called last time on the good old refinery boy from Illinois. Oh, how you going, man? I'm doing fine, man. Um, I don't work at the refinery, but um, I know people who work there and stuff, and it's it's um hold on let me pause this so I got you on in the background. Hold on, so I can hear. I'm gonna just yeah, but um. Yeah, and um, I can got good stories just where I live and stuff, man. But um, I just want to give a quick shout out to you guys. Um, my life's been pretty tough right now. I got a, I got two boxer labs. I got a girl who's just a sweetheart. She's got um, cancer right now, and we're getting ready to put her through chemo and stuff. And um, I just wanted to give you a big thanks, um, AP, um, uh, B Token, the Dom from Twitch. Um, Dave Wave, Night Wave, um, Revenge of the Sith. You guys keep me in good moods, and I just want to just tell you guys thank you so much and just keep up the work, man. You guys are keeping me in there, and, you know, my life's not doing pretty good right now, but you guys are the good side of the Internet, and I just wanted to say that real quick. And It's um, great, man. I'm just happy. I'm happy you guys are around, and I'm rambling on, so let me just get off of here, man. Thank you for taking my call real quick. Anytime. Anytime, anytime you want to lavish praise on me, that's that's right. You go straight to the head of the queue. Thanks for calling in, man. Hope things get better for you. They should get better because we're about to watch Joey B, your president, and I'm sure it's going to be amazing. You know, It's going to be inspiring. You're, you're going to reach down into the depths of your soul and find the strength that you never knew you had. After watching Joey B, so be heck yeah, man! And, and you know, I, I hate to say this, I love my family, but they're 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 a bunch of Democrats. So I gotta listen to CNN. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't see this yet. My oh good, my dad, good. My dad's a big Joe Biden guy, man, and I nice. can't twist his arm. 
I can't twist his arm and stuff, man. And it's not their fault. They just believe in the old way. They're supposed to help small businesses because we have a small business. But I'm starting to just be that person that's on the fence when you got to change my mind. And I'm starting to go more Republican and stuff. I'm just not liking the Democratic Party anymore. And and stuff, and it's just their bunch. They just want to kiss everybody's ass, and I just <laughs> least, least, least the Republicans will tell you like, hey, you know, we're we're for this, this, and this, and I don't know what to tell you, and and I I just I'm sick of being lied to, and you guys are merch is really good. I merch was the one that got me woke to a lot of stuff. Well, my version of woke's a lot different than regular rope nobody would like my version of rope but um yeah but you know I, i've been blue blue pilled my whole life and merch helped me just see dif- see a different light and i try to tell my dad and my brother stuff but you know they're just stuck in their ways but i'm yeah. just happy i'm not stuck in those ways man but they're good people they don't tr- they just think they're doing what's right i can't hate on my family that's all they're, that matters they're but That's- heck yeah, man. But yeah, like my, I, I can't. But like, my dad's old school though. Like, like I said, you couldn't, you couldn't. I, if my dad was down there and stuff, I, you can't snitch on family and stuff. You can't do that. And um, I mean that in the bottom of my heart. And like, I have a good side. One part of my family's good side and. I have family that's been in jail and stuff, and they 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 would have tortured me if I would have ratted my dad out like that, man. But um, but um, hey, man, I'm gonna let you get back to your show. I love calling you, man. I'll I'll probably no worries, see. I, it's gonna it's gonna be hard for me to call on. My dad and brother are stuck at work right now, so I can call on. But right now they'd be like, "Oh, you're talking all this trash to us," and it's like I'm not, guys. <laughs> like I still, I let them watch whatever they want and. I don't tell like we're we're at the point where they're they know how I feel, so like they don't tell me what to do. I don't tell them what to do, and we yeah. just live a good, happy life, man. And hey, so you're I still talking complain. to you're still talking to each other. That's the main thing. Heck That's... yeah, man, and and um and like it's it's funny too because like we have family that are Trump supporters, but they're the crazy like 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 it's funny because like I think like my aunt so much, but it's like. She's also one of the idiots that are like counting out queuing on stuff, and it's like Aunt Barbie. It's like, well, don't want to say any names, but it's like, come on, <laughs> you, you can't be count, you can't be counting queuing on stuff, Aunt Barbie. We think just alike, but once you hit that queuing on, you know, I just can't stick on your side and stuff. And but like, we we just try to toughen it out, man. We're, we're, we don't want to ever make that make us hate no. family and stuff. But right. I the anonymous family too. member. They, yeah, and yeah. I feel bad too because it's like, man, that that that's like the only one good thing I can think about Biden being in office is it's like now at least when she's around and so because because like her mom's her mom's just her mom our grandma can go at any time, man, and then she's just like don't break her heart before she goes and stuff, and and it's like that's the only family she where she's around when she tops this stuff, and it's like oh cool now I gotta come in and clean up the mess because I know. Of, each side and stuff, and I just try to make it as normal as I can, but it's challenging. But but we, we don't hate on our family. We love our family for what it that's is. It. We, we, we've had family that's been in jail and yep. out of jail, in jail, and now they own their own business and stuff. So the, the I will say this, the Lynn, my J.J. Lynn, so, the, so I can at least say the Lynn family out there, we, we, we don't go – Hating over politics. We don't let politics make us hate our family, man. We, we're we at the time where we can't do that, man. We're, we're all struggling, and 
and our family, and we just can't be doing that, man. Like, like the least, least one good thing about Biden, too, is he's talking not, not about dividing. So at least I know there ain't going to be any dividing in our house because I'm at the point where I don't care. I just want to wake up every day and get along. I'm 29 years old, and I'm lucky my dad still lets me around. I have club feet and stuff, so I struggle every day in my life. So I'm lucky I have a dad that lets me stay around, man. So, But you take it easy. I'm going to let you get back to your show. Thank Good you for you, letting man. me call, man. You, you guys have been helping me get my mind off my dog and stuff. Um, but, yeah, just thank you guys so much. I'm going to hang up the phone and let you guys get back to your show, and I'll be watching, man. You, you make this kid from Rockana, Illinois, 25 minutes away from St. Louis, which is my sports town. Trust me, that's the only good thing about St. Louis is the sports. You take one, well, you take one wrong turn, you're in East St. Louis. So you're not in the good parts of town when you make one wrong turn, but... Yeah, we can't complain. Got a St. Louis Blues hockey game on tonight, and we're gonna be, we're just gonna be a good old classic hockey family tonight, and just enjoy our dogs, man. That's good stuff. How every American should take it. Too bad we don't, but you enjoy the yeah, hockey, take man. Take it easy, boogie. You take enjoy. It easy, man. All right, Rob. check, check. Uh, pardon me. <laughs> Talk to you later. That's a hell of a call. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for calling in, sir. Thank you for calling in. So, I mean, if you, you've been a bit down, you've been a bit down, Joey B's got the medicine right here. Let's have a look. Now, like I said, it was a good early start from Joey B. There was one hell of a fist pump coming out of the blocks. It is very limited, socially distanced, and all wearing masks when they're seated. Yes. With that, I want to welcome the 46th President of the United yeah, States. Yeah, a very strange flex because he's because Anderson is talking about, you know, well, I've, I've been getting tested for coronavirus at least four or five times a week. I mean, I had a test last week and it came back negative. I had a test two days ago and I came back negative. So, you know, I've been getting tested very often. Look in the crowd here. Everyone's wearing their masks. Everyone's socially distanced. And they're all kind of giving giving each other a little round of applause for this. Like it's some kind of achievement. Yes, well, we are being very responsible, aren't we? Yes, we are. <laughs> God, the, quaff, the, 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 the term to describe that kind of behavior is quaffing. They're quaffing amongst each other. <laughs> we are being responsible, aren't we? Yes. We must provide a good example for everybody out there. All of the fans who are watching this. <laughs> we have to be good role models. <laughs> They're quaffing. <laughs> Anderson Cooper, quaffing tonight with Anderson Cooper. Age. He, of course, has been vaccinated over the past several weeks. Mm -hmm. I've repeatedly tested negative for coronavirus See? as recently as Good for you, and Anderson. This morning as well. We will, <laughs> however, be you. keeping our distance from one another, and the audience is very good? limited, socially distanced, yeah. and all wearing masks when they're seated. With that. Oh, oh pardon me. Know. There was a diamond as well. Coffee talk with Sandra with the diamond. Bookstart, love you, man. Love you too, man. 46th President of the United States. Love you too, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to destroy you Friday night on Irrational Times' channel. This Friday night, 8 p.m., right after the Friday night edition of the Daily Boogie podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be on Irrational Times' channel, myself and Phil from Winning TV. We're doing the chicks and the dicks in a game of Chatterboot, Chatterboot, which is some strange Canadian game show. 
and it'll be myself and Phil taking on Doc from the Speakeasy and Coffee Talk with Sandra. And I just wanted to, to declare here, right here and now, that Phil and I intend to eviscerate these women as though we were brave trans athletes. Because equality, man. Because Frozen Asian and Spent D were very disappointing last week. Very disappointing. They dropped the ball. So Phil and I, you know, we're a little bit older, a little bit more experienced with the world. So Phil and I are going to have to come in and, you know, clean up. We're going to have to pick it up. <laughs> pick up the pieces. And return and return man to his rightful place atop the Chatterboot throne. And we'll be doing that by, you know, tearing our opponents inside out in the name of equality. It's going to be amazing. So 8pm Friday night for that. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, let's carry on here. President Joe Biden. Hey, Anderson. How are you, sir? Hey, Anderson. A little salute hey, there. How are you? He's feeling good. He's, he's had a lot of time. Good to be back, man. That's nice it's to good see you, to be sir. back, man. <laughs> and you know you enjoy being home with a baby more. And I don't want to hear that. Stuff. Do you think, do you think, you know how they say like Asians, for example, you know that common trope we say like, oh, Asians all look the same. But did you know that they say that the same about white people, right? So do you reckon if, do you reckon if like say 50 years from now, you played an Asian person a clip of Joe Biden and Bill Clinton. Do you reckon they'd be able to tell the difference? Just something I've noticed with Joe Biden. He's very Bill Clinton. A lot of people are too young to remember Bill Clinton, but he would he would talk like that. He would, you know, when he was getting interviewed, how you doing, man? Right? Like he would, hey, I'm cool. I'm I'm laid back, Bill. Laid back, slick Willie. You know, like nothing bothers me. Nothing gets under my skin. Hey, what's happening, man? Right? It's like they're in 50 years' time to somebody who lives in like a small village in Japan, they're gonna look like the same guy. Slick Willie. Yeah, Slick Willie. Meet me in the meet me in the tool shed round back. <laughs> Alright, we can't get we're, we're 90 seconds into this. This is gonna be hell. We're going to get as many questions in as possible. Before Good. we get to that, I just want to start with a couple of just big picture questions about the pandemic. Just want to start with a couple of underarms for you to slay out of the park, Joe. Hospitalizations. Just want to start with a little dick sucking month, session, so if that's cases, right. With you, that's Mr. the good President. news. There's this potential threat, potential surge from uh, the variants uh, coming down the pike, potentially. Yes. When a is surge. every American who wants it going to be able to get a vaccine? By the end of July of this year, we have we came into office. Hard and fast. 50 million uh, doses that are available. We have now, by the end of July, we'll have over 600 million doses, enough to vaccinate every single American. When you say, woo, woo, applaud, applaud, you ungrateful swine. End of July. Do you mean that they will be available, or that? people will have been able to actually get them because Dr. Fauci... <sighs> because Dr. Fauci said... <laughs> Here, look. We, what we did, we got into office and found... The way these fuckers treat Dr. Fauci is like... It's like a kindergarten student when they're talking with each other, you know, when the two kindergartners are talking with each other and one of them doesn't want the others to get in trouble. They'll say, oh, 
but but Mrs. Brown said we're not supposed to do that. You know what I mean? That's so. Will everybody get a dose, Mr. President? Because Mr. Fauci said to go from 200 to 400, then they've agreed to go to 600 million. Mr. Fauci, by the way, congratulations to Dr. Fauci uh, because he just received a $1 million award for telling the truth, manufacturing piece of it, which is the child equivalent. It's the adult equivalent of giving, you know, a kid a gold star or an early market recess. Did you ever get those as prizes when you were a kid? If you behaved well, you got like five minutes extra lunch. You could go out early. Okay. In other words, it's not all of a sudden 600 million doses are going to appear. Dr. Fauci's been and doing it too. Here's a present for Dr. Fauci because he's such and an honest we'll guy. Have, we'll have reached 400 million <laughs> okay. by the end of May and 600 million. And you think they're not treating you like children? July. Ladies and, and gentlemen, well, please. The biggest thing, though, is you remember when you and I. No, I shouldn't say it that yeah, way. You remember, shouldn't say it that way. When you and I talked last, we talked about it's one thing to have the vaccine, which we didn't have when we came into office, but a vaccinator. How do you get the vaccine into someone's arm? So you need the paraphernalia. A lot of, a lot of. See, this is one of those moments. That's why I nearly skipped over it. But we, we better mention it. This is one of those moments that's been tweeted and retweeted, retweeted, retweeted ad nauseum on Twitter. Um, this, this remark about we didn't have the vaccine and everyone's like, see, see, he's lying. It's like, yeah, I know what you mean. Because obvious, obviously, you know, he fucked up. And it would, be, it would just be good if some of the outlets who, you know, were, were pouring over every single statement and tearing it apart and taking things literally which shouldn't have been taken literally. You know, when the last guy was speaking, he would, he would make some flippant remark and they'd take it literally. And we, we had a great deal of trouble trying to ex explain to people, no, 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 that's not literal. He's just talking like a normal person, you know. Normal people talk like that sometimes. No, no, no. But see, now, of course, you know, the obvious thing, now that it's happening again, these very strange comments and verbal fuck-ups and stuff, <clears throat> now it's like all all of the same blue check marks are now making excuses. No, 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 he didn't mean that. No, what he meant to say was this. I inferred that he meant that, right? You just, you just create your own reality to what you want it to be now. And that's why, again, I stress, there is really no point. Like like our caller earlier, okay, was talking about, you know, he's pretty much given up trying to discuss things with, you know, the, the family members. They just all understand that they see things differently and that's good enough. I mean, they're still getting along, still obviously loves them, right? So these are good things, but it's not, you don't, you don't not fight for that reason if you don't want to. I mean, it's up to you. But... The reason you don't try to argue is because it doesn't matter. It's there's it's point it's a pointless endeavor. Somebody who will directly do the behavior that like last week they were criticizing and who openly doesn't care about the hypocrisy, who openly like will just invent new realities like when Joe Biden says a particular thing they go no from that I I think he was saying this and then they'll just come up with their own story. You can never convince that person of anything because their, their brain doesn't work that way. It's not going to adhere itself to logic or anything. It's just going to take the path, you know, again, the path of least resistance to the, the most preferable outcome. That's, and there's nothing you can do about it. So you are just wasting your time. They'll just invent, 
invent new worlds, a new lifetime, and explain it that way. So, you know, I mean, God bless you if you want to keep trying, but Jesus, man, that's what you're up against. We're going to continue to increase as we move along, and we'll have we'll have reached 400 million by the end of May and 600 million by the middle of by the end of July. And uh, the biggest thing, though, as you remember, when you and I, no, I shouldn't say it that way, as you remember, but when you and I talked last, we talked about it's one thing to have the vaccine, which we didn't have when we came into office, but a vaccinator. How do you get the vaccine into someone's arm? With a needle. <laughs> With a needle. With a person in a coat and a needle. A lot of needles. Introducing the Vaccinator. <laughs> Camera in a chat. Yes, the Vaccinator. <laughs> I will show you, mortals. So you need the paraphernalia, you need the needle, the you paraphernalia. need the mechanisms to be able to get it in. You have to have people who can inject it in people's arms. That's yeah. been one of the problems, just getting enough people. Yes, now we have we have made significant Oh, good. So, so not only have we rushed through the vaccine in record time, we've also rushed through the training required for professionals to inject it into people. So we're doing well. Gypsy of diamonds. Gypsy with the diamond. Vantage steals the diamond, Gypsy. Lies. He sits on a throne of lies. <laughs> I've got a feeling, I wonder if it's going to deteriorate more rapidly towards the end of the program, perhaps? Because Joe's stamina, you know, uh, some things are up for debate and other things are not, but I think definitely up for debate would be Joe's stamina in these kinds of events. Voters and 55% of Republican voters. Okay. The Let's nation just... is not divided. You go out there. Uh. All right. Uh, Laverta is a certified nurse midwife. Uh, welcome. Okay. A hero. I think, I think you meant to say a hero. Experiences with and through COVID-19 and other recent tragedies have strengthened the foundation of division among Americans. <sighs> what are your immediate and tangible plans to address how deeply... Well, all of these shows sound like, high, sound like questions that high schoolers have been handed a card to. You know, like they'll do some event for high schoolers. You know, Joe Biden meets with... 15-year-olds. Under under strict supervision, of course. But however, we will force the parents to sign a consent form to, to make sure, you know, if there's any kind of there's any kind of tomfoolery or perhaps touching of any kind, uh, you know, that we are we are covered by insurance. We want to have that safety net. Just in case. Because they will be coming into, you know, pretty close contact with the president. So we need to ensure that everybody's liabilities are taken care of. But these questions are always written as though, you know, a high school event, the students file in and a producer runs around and hands cards. You know, the teacher allocates five or six children who are good speakers, right, to be the question askers on television. And then the producers hand them cards with questions on it. Here you go, read this. That's what these questions always sound like. Joe. The COVID-19 and other associated tragedies have done a lot to bring us together as a nation. How do you... It's like real people don't ask questions like that. They don't, even when they've got time to think about it. A real question would be like, you know, hey, so Mr. President, so before you was elected, you said like we should be getting um like some money because I haven't been able to work and stuff. So when, when are we getting the money? <laughs> right? 
Mr. President, how come when you got the job, all of the petrol got more expensive? Excuse me, Mr. President. I was going to work on the new Keystone pipeline and you shut it down. You said I can just get another job. Can I have a job? You got a job for me? Do you need do you need a pipe fitter at the White House? Oh no, we've already got one. His name is Joe Biden. Oh. So all of it's it's the same thing in all of these little events. Let's have a look. Did you ever five years ago think every second or third ad out of five or six you'd turn look, out? I mean, look at this look at these questions. How can we avoid over-legislating police while also training officers to police with compassion? Police with compassion. What does that? What does that mean? Is there an epidemic of police not having any compassion? Are they are they supposed to cry when they arrive at a crime scene? Is that honestly? What does it mean? What is like when you go to arrest someone? Do you bring them some flowers or something? What the fuck are you talking about? Police with com- police with compassion. We want, we want our police officers to be more compassionate. <laughs> it's a strange request. See, a normal question would be, Mr. President, do we give the police enough guns and shit? <laughs> I mean, haven't they now just done a backflip on the defund the police stuff? Like, they defund the police, defund the police, and now they've had to pump, like, millions and millions and millions of dollars back into the police because it seems that it's having a negative effect. Objectively, with facts, with with data and boots on the ground. So, yeah. All right, let's go. Racial couples? No, no, I'm not, I'm not being facetious. The reason I'm so hopeful is this new generation. They're not like us. They're thinking differently. Oh, this was another one that was going around on Twitter. And that is that, think about it. If you want to know where the American public is, look at the money being spent in advertising. (laughs) Strange argument. Did you ever five years ago think every second or third ad out of five or six you'd turn on would be biracial couples? Yeah, so if it's every third ad out of five, then it's the majority. Because then... Might you know if you were given a follow-up question, I would then say, "But sir, didn't you say that the white supremacists are in control? Not that long ago, I thought the white supremacists were running things. Because you see, if the white supremacists are running things and the white supremacists dislike, you know, mixed-race couples or biracial couples and all that kind of whatnot, if they dislike that stuff, then." why would it be the majority of commercials on TV? And then you have to start thinking about, you know, okay then, so I guess, who's in charge of putting commercials on TV then? And then that becomes a different a different little rabbit hole. A little fun little, you know, adventure for you. A fun little discovery for you. Which you can do in your own time, which we won't be doing here. But you'll enjoy that. Um... So it's, it seems strange if, if white supremacy is all pervasive and runs, you know, our very our very existence in the Western world, then I struggle to find then why exactly there are three out of five commercials on television which show biracial couples. Unless the white supremacists have changed their platform. I mean, to be fair, 
You know, we've read the articles on this show. You don't even have to be white now to be a white supremacist. Remember, what was it? Multiracial whiteness. The phenomenon which sees non-white people participate in white supremacist groups, apparently. <laughs> because that's how we need to explain. Again, see, that's the few... The futility of trying to argue with people. Because they'll just invent a whole new racial group to keep their original theory going. Their original theory, the the dominant narrative for them is white supremacy is running everything. So when they get a whole bunch of people storm the Capitol in red hats who are not white, who are, you know, maybe African-American or Latino or whatnot, then they need to invent a new reality in order to make the pieces fit. So they just come up with, oh, no, no, we know about this. This is called multiracial whiteness. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's still a white supremacist rally, but it's a white supremacist rally with the context, with the broad, with the broader backdrop being multiracial whiteness. That means you can be a black white supremacist. Oh, good. Okay, so we can keep the presses rolling on the opinion pieces for the WAPO and the New York Times. Great. Good news. Good news. Because we're not hitting our white supremacy mention quota yet this month. So there's two more on the list. Mark those up, Sally. Put those on the board. We're ahead now. Beautiful. No, no, I'm not, I'm not being foreseen. The reason I'm so hopeful yes. is this new generation. Man. They're not like us. They're thinking differently. They're more open. And we got to take advantage of it. Is, is that him saying that he's a bigot? <laughs> They're not like us. It's the new generation, man. I also love that argument. Oh, it's the new generation, man. They're not like us. Oh, okay. So are you saying that the 18-year-olds are ad executives and film producers? Seems like a strange thing to say. You know, man, the reason that we're seeing uh, three out of five uh, interracial couples on the televisions is because of this new generation, man. They don't think like we do. They're more open. Right, so they're the reason. So they must be the ones that are putting the commercials on TV then. Oh no, man, that's a bunch of (laughs) middle-aged. Like I said, you can go down that rabbit hole in your own time. We won't be doing that here on this show. I want you to. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I want you to meet uh, Laverta Martin, a Democrat uh, from Mequon uh, or Mequon. 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 Sorry, uh, Laverta is a certified nurse midwife. Uh, welcome. Good evening, Mr. President. Our nation's experiences with and through COVID-19 and other (sighs) recent tragedies have strengthened the foundation of division among Americans. That's a great question, Laverne. To address how deeply divided we are as a nation. I take issue with what everybody says about the division. For example, (laughs) my my plan on COVID. Holy shit. The balls on this fucking guy. Years. Years. It's been... And look, I I fucking said this on the show so many times. You know what I mean? It's barely worth repeating again, but I've said before, right? This is what happens after an election, okay? So 
if the wrong guy wins, if the wrong guy wins, the narrative, the, the talk instantly becomes, think back to 2016, right? The talk instantly becomes, we've never been so divided. You know, like idiots come out and say things like, this election proves that our country is divided. And it's like, yes, that's what a vote is. It divides people. But if the right guy wins, the night of the election or whenever the election is decided, perhaps months later these days, um, if the right guy wins, they come out and say, this election proves how united we are. They could have won by one vote. It doesn't matter. That will be the story. So Joe Biden, Joe Biden put out a campaign video where he was talking about the need to overthrow Donald Trump because otherwise the Nazis are going to take over. He was showing footage of Nazis goose-stepping through streets. I shit you not. So that's the level of division that existed a month ago, which apparently, no, you know what? I take issue to people saying that our country is divided. You fucking what, mate? <laughs> you fucking what? <laughs> You take issue. Your whole campaign was based on the fact that the country is fucking divided. It's that you need to you need to elect me right now because otherwise everything is going to fall apart. They've never been so divided. But now a month after the election, oh that's ridiculous. Who how dare you say the country is divided? Everybody's on the same page here. Everybody's on the same team. America, fuck yeah. <laughs> They're just fucking slapping you in the face. <laughs> Love it. What fucking balls. I take issue with you saying it's we're divided. <laughs> fucking what? <laughs> Joey B. Again, don't try to argue with these people. They will just invent a new reality right in front of your face. And then they'll call you a conspiracy theorist for say, for suggesting that the new reality is wrong. <laughs> and other recent tragedies have strengthened the foundation of yep. division among Americans. Mm -hmm. What are your immediate and tangible plans to address how deeply divided we are as it's a nation? It's got to be tangible. I take issue with what everybody says about the division. For example, <laughs> my... my <laughs> what a fucking ass. All right, hang on. Now, for a little context, because there's going to be, there's going to be like Democrat friends of mine or, you know, more progressive friends of mine who will see this and they'll say, oh, there you go again. You know, you're being unfair and stuff. For a little bit of context, how about we do this? How about we match this up? I'm going to find something here. Is this the one? Okay, here we go. All right, now let's talk about this crazy idea you have that America is somehow divided. Charlottesville, Virginia is home to the author of one of the great documents in human history. We know it by heart. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. Uh, very, yes, we love the Constitution. <laughs> we love the Constitution. That's why we want to ban. We want to ban assault rifles. We haven't always lived up to these ideals. Because <laughs> we love the Jefferson himself didn't. Yeah. Thomas Jefferson never before walked away from them. Charlottesville is also home to a defining moment for this nation yeah. in the last few years. 
music. And for those who aren't aware too, uh, Baked Alaska was also there. You know how people say that Baked Alaska isn't really that important? That's not true. I wish it was true, but it's not really true. Because Baked Alaska is the one, if I'm talking to people who have no contact with the internet, and you can mention all of these, like, you can mention other people like Ralph or Worski or people like that, right? Nick Fuentes, even. Um, you can mention people like that, and normie types don't, they, they don't really know them. They've never heard them. They don't know that they don't recognize their names, right? But a lot of them will recognize fucking baked fucking Alaska. Because he's been around, he's been doing this kind of shit for a long time. You know what I mean? At all of these little separate occasions, he's there. He's the one that, you know, the normie types recognize. Rightly, rightly or wrongly. So he does matter, just not in the way that we would like. <laughs> Right. Let's carry on. Because because I take issue because I take issue with this idea that America is divided. Joe Biden, neo Nazis, their crazed faces. God, they got some mileage out of that, didn't they? Veins bulging and burying the fangs of racism, chanting the same anti-Semitic bile heard across Europe in the 30s. There we go. And they were met by a courageous group of Americans. The, cora- the courageous group of Americans. <laughs> who were the courageous group of Americans who were doing, amongst other things, uh, throwing throwing bottles full of urine. <laughs> throwing bricks into crowds from behind cars and behind fences and shit like that. And a violent clash ensued. And a brave young woman lost her life. And that's when we heard the words of the President of the United States that stunned the world and shocked the conscience of this nation. Yes. He said there were, quote, that the line that has been so thoroughly fucking dragged across the ground until its asshole was bleeding to be demonstrably, uh, deceptively, you know, trimmed this particular statement <laughs> yeah nice quote good quote okay let's get to where is where's this bit okay here's in the white house he will forever and fundamentally alter the character of this nation who we are and i cannot stand by and watch that happen the core values of this nation are standing in the world our very democracy everything that has made america america is at stake that's why today I'm announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. Folks, America's an idea. An idea. idea is stronger than Joe Biden and Charlie Kirk both say America is an idea. That's fun. Remember Charlie Kirk said America is not a place. It's a, it's a placeholder for ideas. He also said the only authentic, the only real country on earth. I'm not joking. I fucking watched the interview. He said the only real country that actually has like a legitimate right to exist is Israel. <laughs> I'm not joking. Which is a which is a level of lobby simping, which we shouldn't eat, which shouldn't even be possible. Like not not only does he believe that Israel has a right to exist, that's fair enough, but he believes only Israel has a right to exist, which is a whole new level. Wow. <laughs> okay, Charlie. 
putting it out there. Than any army, bigger than any ocean, more powerful than any Yeah, that's true. Kitty B Antifa is just an idea as well. <laughs> Anything we don't like is. See, this is what I'm talking about. We just construct a new reality that's more that is more agreeable to us. So anything we don't like is just an idea. And if it's just an idea, it can be wished away. It doesn't have to exist because it's just an idea. Stop. Hey, stop getting so focused on these little negative things, man. They're just ideas. Don't worry about it. <laughs> then we can just pretend like it never happened or it doesn't exist. Tyrant. It gives hope to the most desperate people on earth. Desperate. It guarantees that everyone is treated with dignity and gives hate no safe harbor. Hate. It instills in every person in this country the belief that no matter where you start in life, mm. there's nothing you can achieve yeah. if you work at it. Yes. That's what we believe. Yeah. And above all else, that's what's at stake in this election. Uh-huh. We can't forget what happened in Charlottesville. <laughs> Even more important, we have to remember who we are. Yeah. This is America. Yes. So you can see very dramatic. Very dramatic, ladies and gentlemen. The Nazis are taking over. We need to stop this. We need to do something about this. Americans. And now fast what forward. Are your immediate and tangible plans. Fast forward to, to today. How deeply divided we are as a nation. I take issue with what everybody says about the division. For example, my my plan on COVID. Yep. Sixty-nine percent of the American people support it. Sixty-nine in this state. Recent poll: sixty percent. Why is he leaning 60%. in? Sixty percent. Forty-five percent of Trump voters and fifty-five percent of Republican voters. The nation is not divided. You go out there and take a look and talk to people. You have fringes wow. on both ends, but it's not nearly as divided as we make it out to be. Really? And we have to bring it together. The, the, you fringe, may remember how the fringes are not that divided. <laughs> trouble I got in, I said there were three reasons why I was running. One to restore. Coming, again, coming up after the break, why everyone is a Nazi. It's, it's a dual reality that he lives in himself. Because he's going to, in the next two weeks, Joe Biden will make some kind of statement or give some kind of press conference or put out some kind of press release where they will talk about the need to combat white supremacist extremism. Because it's 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 risking, it's, it's an existential threat to the United States. You know, Donald Trump has empowered neo-Nazis and white supremacists and they need to be, we need to put them in check, right? That, that will be mentioned in the next two weeks and everyone will just forget how Joe was talking about, no, 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 we're all on the same team here. We're so united. Everybody's getting along. Everybody loves me. <laughs> because it's convenient. For the soul of the country, decency, honour, integrity, yeah. talk about the things Make that America moral people, again. Treat people with dignity. Secondly, I said to rebuild the backbone of the country, the middle class, and this time bring everybody along. And have a chance Bring everybody to along. unite it's the just... country. Well, in my own primary, I got to unite the country. What are you talking about? You can not function in our system without <laughs> consensus other than abusing power at the executive level. What? So I really think there's so many things that we agree on that we don't focus enough on. Sure. And that's in large part, I think, because we don't just condemn the things that are so obviously wrong. Obvious. 
Oh, yeah. Okay. And they were met by a courageous group of Americans. And a violent clash ensued. <laughs> courageous group of Americans. <laughs> okay. You know, we should be doing more to condemn bad stuff. Fuck. Obviously wrong. That everybody agrees on. The way they were raised. Yeah. The way they were raised. As my mother would say, if half the things that occurred in the God. last campaign came out of my mouth, and she'd say as a kid, we'd wash my mouth out with soap. I mean, we have to be more decent. And, 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 and <laughs> Isn't this the guy that was saying shit like, I'd take him round the back of the gym and beat the snot out of him? <laughs> you see what I mean? You know, Trump gets criticized because he was a, he was the, everybody changes. It's a, we know this. Everybody changes from campaign to governing, right? Because the campaign is about winning the right to govern. And governing is not campaigning. Campaign's not governing. So we know people change from the campaign. Trump would be one of the only ones I think that people would, would criticize because he didn't change. You know what I mean? Well, or at least he did change, I guess, in a way, but he would still be, he would still do the off the cuff, the, the little insults and stuff, the little jabs at people, right? Because I think that's just part of who he is. But Biden, on the other hand, has done just the, the complete 180. Because during the campaign, it was all about, well, I'll be a little bit Trumpy. I'll be a little bit Trumpish, a little bit uncouth. That seems to work with the rubes, right? That seems to get the uneducated white voters on board. I'll just talk about how I'm going to beat the shit out of someone. And they go, yeah, we'll vote for that guy. That seems to work, so I'll try that. But now he's in office. Now he's in office. No, the Nazis aren't a problem. The country's never been so united. And, you know, we've got to start speaking more decently to one another. <laughs> it's fucking, it's beautiful, isn't it? Treat people with respect. Yeah, of course. And just, a, just decency. Look, let me, let me ask about a question. With <laughs> Anderson has to cut him off. That's that's the band playing you off the stage. <laughs> you know, once once Joe starts, I think Anderson has probably received instructions from the production crew. Once Joe starts referencing things that happened in his childhood, that's when you need to wrap him up because that's he'll he'll just keep going. You know, it reminds me of a time when uh, I was uh, back there and uh, mom, my mother, used to talk about. What things what happened in an election, and uh, you know, we would all watch the politics back then. And if uh, you know, she was watching uh, my my campaign. You know, she would say uh, say the thing where she say, you know, we're going to uh, wash your mouth out with the soap. Some of the things I've said. You know, you got to be more decent with each other. You know, my grandpappy used to say, and that's it. Okay, so Mr. President, moving on because. <laughs> He's in that stage of life where old men, specifically old men, I think we've spoken about this theory before, but specifically old men, when they become old men, they, they have a, a, an inner need to tell you everything that happened in their life. Like while, the, while they've got someone in front of them. Now, like I said before, if, if it's a person you like, then you're happy to listen to the story. I love hearing stories from old guys I know. You know what I mean? 
But if it's not someone you have some kind of personal affinity with, it's just very annoying. If it's a strange old man who just starts talking to you, you know, at the bus stop or something, and they'll start by saying, it's it's cold today, isn't it? And you go, yeah, it is. And then you're off. You're off to the races. But yeah, I remember back in 1952, we had a very cold day. You see, back then, uh, we, no, not many people had cars. We all had to take the bus. And the bus was at the depot, you see, because all of the fuel lines had frozen over. And you just, you'll just you just look at them and go, uh, uh. <laughs> Joe is that guy. Joe's in that stage of life. Whenever he's, whenever he's got the attention, he needs to tell you everything that's happened to him to pass on the legacy. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a thing with testosterone. You need to pass it on. Which does often divide uh, many people in this country. Immigration, uh-huh. your administration, yes. along with congressional Democrats, uh, Democrats expected to unveil an immigration reform bill just this week. You want a pathway to citizenship for the yes. roughly 11 million undocumented immigrants. Uh, the, I'm also very suspicious of this 11 million number. Because I don't know if, I don't know about you, but I'm old enough to remember when the media used to overshoot things and undershoot things, <laughs> right? And the reason that I'm suspicious of 11 million is because that's what all of the corporate media outlets are all saying. They they all cite the same number, which makes me very suspicious, because the nature of illegality is that you can't accurately, you know, and precisely tally up all of the people who are there illegally because it's not like they're fucking chicken it's not like they're walking in and checking a box on a on a piece on a piece of paper yes i'm one of the illegal immigrants put me down on the list you know what i mean so but the fact that they all say 11 million 11 million 11 million 11 million it's only 11 million guys it's just 11 million stop losing your minds right Jim Enward, how long has it been 11 million? Probably 25 years. <laughs> so I find it highly suspect. Highly suspect. And I do suspect that when a pathway to citizenship becomes, you know, becomes a thing, that we'll find the numbers far exceed 11 million. All of a sudden, it's going to be like, well, we're up around 22 million now. But we all knew this because, you know, uh, because of the racist policies of the Republicans, illegal immigrants weren't able to declare themselves uh, in the tallies before. So the reason that we I'm telling you, I'm fucking telling you, this is going to be another one of those daily boogie moments that you're going to have to remember. Six months from now, 12 months from now, whenever it happens, whenever it gets to that point of the discussion, you watch, you wait. When the number far exceeds 11 million, the Democrats who have already passed the bill at this point, and that's when you'll see like all of the illegal immigrants come out of the woodwork because now they're able to, there'll be like an amnesty or something. When you see that happen, that's when all of the Democrats will say, no, no, the reason that we undershot the total is because of how racist the Republicans are. We weren't, they've been suppressing um, undocumented voices for too long. (laughs) Right? This shit writes itself. Trust me. All right. Um, I have to go to the little boys' room. Let's take a quick five-minute break, ladies and gentlemen. When we return, I think there's more gold to mine here, but we'll see just how far we can go with it. So stick around. Uh, Wednesday night edition of the Daily Boogie podcast, ladies and gentlemen. See you soon.
find me, Rusty, the Iceman, Sunday nights, 10.30, Standard Eastern Time, on Twitch, Twitter, Periscope, and Facebook. Do you like your novelty comedy songs organic? Handmade with painstaking care, put into every note. Well, look no further than Irrational Times. Using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later. Irrational Times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level. New songs and sketches every week, so check it out. Idiot Boogie Bumper. Idiot Boogie Bumper. Idiot Boogie really giving that one a workout. Come on. <laughs> DLive.tv slash JJ Stone. And we love JJ here on the show. The world is a terrible place, full of terrible people doing terrible things. Thankfully, there's a weekly live stream that doesn't sugarcoat it for you. Join Major Tom Saturdays at 10 p.m. for The Big Empty. That's Major underscore Tom on DLive. Make sure to use zeros for O's because your life really is that hard. Patriots, this is your favorite Southerner, Doc Martin. Just wanted to remind you to put on your calendars to join me and your favorite near-to-wheel Yankee, Bill D'Angelo, on Saturday nights, beginning with Promises Kept at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by the Speakeasy with all of your favorite Patriots. You never know what we might cuss and discuss. That's right, Doc Martin. This is everybody's favorite Yankee, Phil D'Angelo speaking. And on Saturday night, we could have Kimmy, Why Censored, affectionately known as Electrolux, the original grandma, UK Neil, Rusty, and his famous sound test show, Coffee Talk with Sandra, Earth Citizen, Stefan, the infamous Grandma Sears, Mac Daddy may even make a show up, or virtually anyone else in the world for some irrelevant fun. Yankee, you mean some irreverent fun. So be sure to join us on Twitch, Periscope, DLive, or YouTube. That's right, Doc. Follow us at Winning TV on all of those channels. So be sure and put it on your calendar. We'll be looking for you. We'll leave the porch light on. I still think it's irrelevant fun. But why are you fumbling for coins when you have a heavy bag? <laughs> There's a place that we can go to watch old things. All the warm, fuzzy member berries it brings. It's a special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. Can't be old movies and old cartoons. We hope to see you over there very soon. It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. When we were kids and there wasn't any school We'd sit and watch all the best cartoons Eating cereal until it was noon We never thought that 30 years later It'd still be cool Saturday night and cheesy movies The ones that used to show us boobies It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live Enjoy the joy of Pessy Enjoy the joy 
Justin, the global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. This right around this world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. And shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Coming back. Second half of the show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for joining us. Wednesday night edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Just before we get back to Joe. There's something that I wanted to talk about on Monday, but we just never got around to it. Um, at the moment, it it applies to a, a select group of people, but I'm sure this is going to be our next. Um, this is going to be our next edition of the game show. Everybody's favorite game show, ladies and gentlemen. It will never happen here. So, a while ago, the government in Australia proposed that Google and other platforms like it need to pay royalties to corporate media outlets for the use of like sharing their links and sharing their news and stuff for posting their articles on their website. And and again, this is a conservative government doing this. Conservative government working hand in glove with corporate media, ladies and gentlemen. And, you know, obviously I'm no fan of Facebook and some of the things they do. I'm no fan of Google and some of the things they do. That's obvious. But I said at the time, because this was being sold to people as like, oh, no, it's about it's about paying journalists what they've deserved, you know. If you're posting their links, if you're referencing them, if you're using their work, then they should be rewarded for that. It's like some kind of pseudo-copyright kind of deal. And, you know, people are saying, oh, and at the time I said, no, what's going to happen here is this is this is all about buttressing the corporate media, ladies and gentlemen. In the age of the internet, where they see their revenue dropping, their ratings dropping, their subscriptions dropping, their viewership dropping, right? Where people have more and more options. How many times have we seen clips have we watched on MSNBC and CNN, these career fucking corporate hacks and shills? Um, just lamenting the fact that people have more choices. Remember, we played that clip a few weeks ago. The guys, the guy was saying the reason that um, America is so divided, the reason that the world is at each other's throats is because not enough people are watching our media. Not enough, too many people are going outside the corporate media to get their information. Right? There's too many choices out there. This has never happened before. They openly say that. And now the government here in Australia, again, conservative government, is about to pass a law that means all of these companies need to pay royalties to the media corporations for sharing their links. And I said at the time, what's going to happen is these corporations are going to sign deals with these companies and they're going to lock everyone else out. Because if you're a small blog or a website, you can't afford, you can't afford to sign a deal, right? 
They're going to put a premium on the news. They're going to se- they're basically now selling access to their platform for media companies. So the only ones I, I used to say all the time back when we started this show, if you if you love you know MSNBC, CNN, and Fox News, if you want them to be the only ones who are doing news on the internet, then that's fine. Just continue supporting regulation because that's what's going to happen. And we have the example here right now of exactly this taking place. So so this is trending in Australia right now. Look, as of 35 minutes ago, okay, Facebook restricts Australians from sharing or viewing news content while Google strikes deal with News Corp. <laughs> hey? So now you're not allowed to, you, you're not allowed to tweet like a news article. Uh, sorry, post a news article on Facebook. You will be banned from doing so. It's a very wide net. Facebook Inc. has announced that the company will block users in Australia from reading or sharing news content. (laughs) Huh? And now Google has struck a deal with Rupert Murdoch's News Corp. So that's the Fox News guy. But it's not just Rupert. It's not just Rupert. This is from... The 15th. So this is what, from three days ago? This story, ladies and gentlemen, on Channel 7, which is a free-to-air corporate network here in Australia. This is from Channel 7 three days ago. 7 West Media has announced a landmark deal with Google with a tech giant set to pay for news. Let's go live to Network Finance Editor Gemma Acton. Good morning, Gemma. Now, this is a major agreement. Good morning, and yes, it is. We don't have many details yet, but 7 and Google now have 30 days to thrash out the specifics of the deal. Now, under the agreement, Google will pay 7 for content that appears on its news showcase platform. <laughs> this, this will be the end of fair use. This is the end of fair use because now, and the thing is every time, so what's going to happen now in this country is right. Every time you share a Google link or something, every time you click on one of these links now, they're going to get paid, which wasn't the case before. And again, this is all about just ensuring, just finding another revenue stream for corporate media organizations. So I just thought I'd touch on that because we was we mentioned this a while ago, just kind of in passing, like a few months ago. And I said, you watch, this is all about the big corporations will sign deals with these companies and they will lock everybody else out. And now already today, this morning, Facebook announced we're blocking users in Australia from reading or sharing news content, but they'll figure something out. They'll figure something out with one of these media organizations and then they'll be the only ones that are allowed to post news content. You see what I mean? And you with your little like blog or whatever you want to post it on Facebook. Eh, sorry, you don't have it. We don't have an arrangement with you. You have to be approved for our. You have to be approved for our payment program before we allow you on our site, huh? Huh? Unfortunately, due to changes in legislation, we can no longer allow news um, organizations or media outlets to post on our site unless we have first, unless they have first been approved for our remuneration packages man thank you for the sub because you haven't been approved for our partners program i'm afraid we can't let you post because there's no way for us to send you the money sorry you're not a reputable source huh right (laughs) wait for it it's coming 
So that's how you lock, they'll lock you out. So for example, if you've been locked out of the Google ad share program, you won't be able to post any, you won't be able to post like a, a blog or a news site. You won't even be able to post some other news site that you, not even your own, right? And sorry, you've been locked out of the partner program. We do, however, have a deal with MSNBC and CNN. We pay them when you watch their stuff on our platform. So if you if we could just direct you back here to Brian Stelter, who will tell you why we're doing everything we can to stop white supremacy. <laughs> the news the news organisations are taking over the internet and social media, and the video platforms. Wonderful stuff. All right. Let's get back to Joey B here. Uncle Joey B, ladies and gentlemen. Would you sign any immigration bill if it did not include that, a pathway for the roughly 11 million undocumented? Yeah, there's a whole range roughly. of things that relate to immigration, including the whole idea how you deal with... You it's know, another idea. What confuses people it's, huh? is you talk about <laughs> refugees, you talk about undocumented... <laughs> I love that he's saying what confuses people whilst making a very confusing point. You know, because you got to, you know, people are scared out there and you got to sign for the, uh, the paperwork because people are important and, uh, you know, democracy when, uh, with the refugees and, uh, the, the, the cages with the with the kids in the cages. And, uh, you know, because people are confused right now. <laughs> people are very confused out there wonder why that is, Mr. President. Things that relate to immigration, including the whole idea how you deal with, you know, what confuses people is you talk about refugees, you talk about undocumented, you talk about people who are seeking asylum. You talk about pop music. Talk about pop music. Pop music. Pop Talk about my music. Talk about. In large part, I think any immigration bill, if it did not include that, a pathway for the roughly 11 million undocumented. Yeah, there's a whole range of things that relate to immigration, including the whole idea how you deal with, you know, what confuses people <laughs> is you talk about refugees. Uh -huh. You talk about Pop undocumented. Music. You talk about people who are seeking asylum. And you talk about people who are coming from the... Good comment in the chat from Ernie Banks. Biden makes confusing simple. <laughs> Very well said. ...being held around the world. And there are four different criteria for being able to come to the United States. Oh, yeah, yeah. The vast majority of the people, those 11 yeah. million undocumented, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're not Hispanics. Yeah. They're people who came on a visa, was able to buy a ticket to get in a plane and then go home. The, 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 majority, the majority are not Hispanics. Hmm? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. I wonder what the Californians have to say about this, or or perhaps the Texans, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe the Arizonians. I wonder what they would all say about this. You know, the majority. How do you how do you know? <laughs> how do you know? Again, the whole nature of illegality is it's it's not tracked. There's there's no record keeping. There's no record keeping of the things we don't have records for. So how would you know? 
And by the way, it's only it's only 11 million. It's only 11 million. Across the Rio Grande and swim across, excuse me. Yeah. And, yeah. and and <laughs> sorry. That's the Irish in me. Uh, <laughs> but all kidding aside, so so there, there, there are a lot of things that relate, but I think that we can no longer, look, <laughs> even if you're not involved in politics at all, you've probably heard me say this a thousand times, and matter of that everyone. Fuck, mate. <laughs> he's, doing, he's doing very well, isn't he, Joe? The fuck is going on? <laughs> there was like four different sentences started then and not one of them were finished <coughs> pardon me and look I I know that I have that fucking tendency as well it's one of my ticks like I'll often break off halfway through a sentence because you just think of another thought and you know oh actually that's a better way of describing it so you know I understand but then again I'm not fucking president I'm just an idiot and the reason, you know, because we were told for four years, for five years or whatever, that this is unacceptable. No, no, no. You need to speak clearly and forcefully with compassion and empathy and all of that kind of shit. You need to make clear sense because this is what's going to unite people again, right? But that's not what you got. Instead, what you got was, you know, an old man desperate to tell his stories who starts forcing, you see, the thing with the illegals is uh, you ask uh, these folks here because uh, you, uh, you got to understand, it would be folks swimming across the Rio Grande. And, uh, you know, uh, like like my mother used to say, uh, to a bird in the hand is worth two in the broth. You know, you can take a, a, a horse to uh, spilt milk, but you can't make him drink it. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I was just, that's the Irish in me. me. Uh, but all kidding aside. So, all so kidding there, aside. There, there are a lot I mean, of things. You know, he's asked about undocumented workers and illegal immigrants and will there be a pathway to citizenship and he's up there cracking jokes. Joe, but where, where are the headlines? Joe Biden thinks uh, the plight of undocumented workers is a fucking joke. You know? Where are the headlines on Vox and Salon and Mother Jones? Joe Biden makes a mockery of the plight of undocumented immigrants. Joe Biden wants to tell jokes while you suffer under an oppressive white supremacist regime of hate. Where are those articles? No, no, no. You got those people out there. They're floating down the River Grande. You know, I'm sorry. Kidding aside. Hey, that's the Irish in me. What can I tell you, folks? I like to, I like to kick back. We're going to tell a couple of jokes. We're going to you know, take the pressure off in the room. You know, back in my day, we used to tell jokes about black people all the time. But, you know, the kids are different. Did you know that three out of five couples on television are coal burning? Did you know that? I just figured that out. God damn it, when I was a kid, my mama would have washed my eyes out with turpentine if we had seen that on television. Of course, it was different back in those days. <laughs> and the kids now, they're different different from us they don't they don't think like we do things that relate but i think that we can no longer look you've heard i'm even if you're not involved in politics at all you've probably heard me say this a thousand times and matter that everyone 
is entitled to be treated with decency, with dignity. Everyone? Everyone is the... the Not everyone, Joe. What about the Nazis? Hmm. We, shouldn't be, we shouldn't be polite to Nazis. Coming up after the break, why Joe Biden supports white supremacy and we're away. And we're off and running. Joe Biden thinks you have to be nice to neo-Nazis. He said everybody deserves respect. Clearly he doesn't know what it's like out here for people of colour. Everybody, excuse me, Mr. President, everybody deserves respect? What about those racist murdering cops, huh? Are you a Nazi too, sir? He must be a Nazi. Joe Biden, the Nazi, the white supremacist, supports treating Nazis with respect. We cannot have this. Title for that, to that. Uh And we don't do that now for the first time in American history. If you're seeking asylum, meaning you're being persecuted, you're seeking asylum, you can't do it from the United States. You used to come, have an asylum officer determine whether or not you met the criteria and send you back. If you, in fact, but you can't even do that. You got to seek asylum from abroad. Yeah. But- yeah. What we should do is what we should do is just sit down all of the illegals who happen to wander in, wander into the country. What we should do is sit them down and ask them, are they a refugee? And if they say yes, okay, you're free to go. Here's here's a here's a phone card. Here's a pair of shoes. Oh, you, you, you don't need a phone. You've already got the phone. Here's a phone card. It's good for $200 worth of free credit and one gig of download. So you can update your Facebook status. Made it. We're here. Going to go hang with my cuz. <laughs> Going to go check out America. You know, we can do all that. Wonderful stuff. Just to be clear, though, uh, I, and I know you're going to be announcing stuff later this week, or that's uh, what I've heard. Um yeah. You do want a pathway to citizenship yes. for... He's got a Tucker face, doesn't he? Just to be... <laughs> I just realised... <laughs> so that that whole rambling there... <laughs> all of that rambling... God, he's he fuck, he's good. Fuck, he is very good. Because all of that rambling was to answer the question about should immigrants get, should immigrants get a pathway to citizenship? He didn't actually answer the question. (laughs) Because at the end, Anderson Cooper had to say, now, we just need to clarify, is that a yes? (laughs) He even got, I swear, he even got me. I'm usually pretty good at staying on point with these fuckers, you know? He even got me sidetracked. Fuck. (laughs) Will there be a pathway for illegal immigrants, Mr. President? Well, let me tell you something about the people swimming across the Rio Grande. And, um, you know, there's not even all of them are Hispanic, you know. And there's uh, there's people who, you know, bought a ticket and uh, just forgot to get on the plane. <laughs> For minutes and minutes. He doesn't actually answer it. What a genius. He is very good, ladies and gentlemen. Country, immigration, your administration. Yeah, look at this. Along with congressional Democrats, uh, Democrats expected to unveil an immigration. Let's reform keep. Bill let's stay on week. track. You want a pathway to citizenship for the roughly. Let's 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 count how many times Joe Biden doesn't answer the question. Okay. Eleven million undocumented immigrants. Would you sign any immigration bill if it did not include that a pathway for the roughly eleven million undocumented? Yeah, there's a whole range of things that relate to immigration. One, including 
the whole idea how you deal with, you know, what confuses people is you talk about refugees, you talk about undocumented, you talk about people who are seeking asylum. This is answering, will there be a pathway to citizenship? Well, the confusing thing about, uh, about the, that is, is you got the refugees. <laughs> and you talk about people who are coming from the, uh, 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 that, that are yes. coming from camps around, being held around camps. the world. Yeah. And <laughs> talk about the camps, Joe. I, I think we've I think we've discovered his strategy, his media strategy. It's just to mention everything else. <laughs> it's to talk about everything else except what you've been asked. And eventually people just give up. <laughs> they just they move on to the next topic. Because he co he covers like, you know, he covers like 20 different fucking talking points without even answering the question. Oh, you got the refugees and they're in the camps and what the fuck are you talking about refugees in the camps around the world? Just get to the question. Will you provide a pathway to citizenship? Well, you know, the confusing people for the confusing confusing thing for people is you got the refugees and you got the uh you got the uh, undocumented, you know, they forgot to get on the plane when the visa ran out. And there are four different criteria for being able to come to the United States. Jesus Christ. The vast majority of <laughs> See, the he's people answering a question. He's answering a they're, question they're, about they're refugees. Not, not the one the he was asked. The people who came on a visa was able to buy a ticket to get in the plane and didn't go home. They didn't come across the Rio Grande and swim across, excuse me. <laughs> and, 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 sorry. That's the Irish in me. Uh, but all kidding aside, so. So there, there, there are a lot of things that relate, but I think that we can no longer, look, <laughs> you've heard, I'm, even if you're not involved in politics at all, you've probably heard me say this a thousand <laughs> what times. What the fuck is he doing? No matter if, that <laughs> everyone is entitled to be treated with decency, with dignity. <laughs> everyone is entitled for that, to that. And we don't do... Will you be giving a pathway to citizenship? Well, the refugees, everyone's entitled to decency. Sorry, it's the Irish in me. I mean, folks swimming across the Rio Grande. What about the camps? <laughs> huh? What? Okay. And the, the best part is, I knew there had to be moments like this because, like I said, when I checked the CNN YouTube page, they only had two clips from this whole thing. And this wasn't one of them. They weren't showing this on the set. They weren't highlighting this on the CNN YouTube page. You know what I mean? This is not one of his, you know, most glorifying moments of the ordeal, I don't think. <laughs> and then he rambles on for minutes and minutes. And Anderson has to say, so just so we're clear, is that a yes? <laughs> Do that now for the first time in American history. Yeah. If you're seeking asylum, Still going. you're being Persecuted. Persecuted. You're he's seeking asylum. He's, he's now describing what a refugee is. He has, he has, <laughs> I think he's forgotten the question. He just, he will just keep going. And see, so what, how you get to be a refugee is you got to have uh, these criterias. You got to be one of the four. And everyone's just kind of looking at him and looking at each other. And is he, is he talking about refugees now? Why is he? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. What's this got to do with citizenship? <laughs> Joe. 
You can't do it from the United States. Yeah. You used to come and an asylum, an asylum officer determine there. whether or not you met the criteria and send you back. If you, in fact, but you can't even do that. You got to seek asylum from abroad. But just to be clear, though, uh, <laughs> I, I know you're going to be announcing stuff later this week, or that's what I've heard. Um, you do want a pathway to citizenship yes. for 11. <laughs> and again, that number again for 11 million. They're, they're very quick to stress constantly, right? Because this is going, when we get closer to this, if Biden does make some kind of announcement, if he hasn't already, but if he does make some kind of announcement, then they're, what they're doing is getting ahead of the next argument. They're getting ahead of the next conversation, right? That's why they're carpet bombing this number. 11 million everywhere right now. 11 million, 11 million, 11 million. You know why? Because then anything you source, like any article or any clip or whatever, is going to have the same number in it. 11 million, 11 million, 11 million. And then when you try to argue with people, no, a pathway to citizenship I don't think is a good idea because, you know, we can't have like 20 million, 25 million people become citizen, blah, blah, blah. They're going to say, no, that's conspiracy theory. It's 11 million. Everybody agrees it's 11 million. And then they'll, they'll say to you, show me your source for 25 million, right? And you'll go and find some statistical fucking thing from a university or something. And they'll say, no, no, that's fake news. Look. CNN, ABC, MSNBC, Washington Post, New York Times, Slate, Salon, they all say 11 million. Look, everybody agrees it's 11 million. I don't know where you're getting your data from, right? They're already prepping their people for this pragmatic response to the discussion. So every time they talk about this issue, now that you've seen it, you can't unsee it. Every time they talk about this issue, it's going to be 11 million, 11 million, 11 million. And then when we get close to this bill becoming enacted, you're going to be one of the guys that says, we don't know if it's 11 million. It's probably far more than 11 million and you'll be shut down. Hey, stop posting disinformation on the internet, <laughs> right? You'll get kicked off Twitter for, for saying bullshit numbers because we here at Twitter, we recommend reputable sources. They've already been doing this for the last two years. We decide that this outlet and this source and this company and this paper, these are our trusted sources. So anything outside of them, it needs to have uh, a warning on it, right? You are sharing a potentially unsafe news site. Hey, if you're in Australia, you won't be even allowed to post them on Facebook. <laughs> We're already at that stage here. No, no, just Rupert Murdoch stuff for the moment. And then Seven West Media. And then we'll get a couple more corporations on board and then th that's it. They'll be the only ones. And they all say 11 million. So I don't know where you're getting your kooky numbers from. And then, of course, like I said earlier, when they do start uh, giving people citizenship, it'll be far more than 11 million. And you'll say, see, I told you it was more than 11 million. And they'll say, yes, we got the numbers wrong because you're a racist. Because of racists like you who were you know, ushering in racist attacks against undocumented workers, a lot of them lived in hiding, way more than we even thought. So it's 30 million because of you and your racism. This is the way it's going to go in the next 12 months. So now that I've told you, just try to act surprised when it happens. Let's carry on a little bit more. That you got to seek asylum from abroad. But just to be clear, though, uh, I, and I know you're going to be announcing stuff later this week, or that's what I've heard, um, 
you do want a pathway to citizenship yes. for roughly 11 million undocumented immigrants, yes. and that would be essential in any bill for you. Well, yes. But uh, by the way, if you came along and said to me, in the meantime, we can work out a system whereby we're going to, for example, we used to allow <laughs> here, we, refugees, here he goes again. 125,000 refugees. Here he goes in again. States in a yearly basis, was as high as 250,000. Trump cut it to 5,000. Come with me into Sierra Leone. Come with me into parts of Lebanon. Come with me <laughs> around the world and see people piled up in camps. Okay. When, kids dying. Okay. When is Joe going to Sierra Leone? I'm, I need to find this out. So if anybody has any experience with the White House, you know, calendar website, because there is a website for the calendar, isn't it? If anyone has any experience with that website, could you please jump in, into the calendar and find for me the days when Joe Biden is going to be strolling the fucking ghettos in Sierra Leone? And if you can purchase tickets or not. Because apparently he's like, come with me to Sierra Leone. Really? We're going on a we're going to Sierra Leone, guys. Everybody get in. <laughs> oh, okay. And this, this is the thing, though. This is the problem, right? You can't please everybody. So he doesn't want to come out and say absolutely yes. He doesn't. Because he knows the pathway to citizenship idea, he knows it's not as popular as he pretends like it is. In fact, you know, illegal immigration and mass immigration is one of the things that you can get agreement on many, many, many different fronts, which it's a bad idea, right? Uh, it's it's bad for low-wage employees, right? It's bad for low-skilled employees. It's bad for people trying to purchase homes in densely populated areas. Uh, it's good for corporations. It's good for the big corporations because not only do they get to suppress wages, but they also uh, get to increase their consumer base. So it's good for them. Uh, it's good for the, you know, like the neo-culturalists, who believe in things like dismantling whiteness. It's good for them, so they like it. Uh, it's good for ideologues, who, because it's another thing that you can wave in front of people to gain their trust and, you know, get them to vote for you. So it's good for... It's good for just about everyone except the people who are already in the places where it's going to affect the most. It's not necessarily good for them. But who gives a fuck about them? They're fringe radicals, right? They're white supremacists, of course. I can't remember who it was. Someone last week came out and said it was a lefty. A lefty came out and said, like I said, this because this topic can get broad support across the political spectrum, depending on how you present yourself. But a lefty came out last week and said something like, um, actually, if we give a pathway to citizenship, if we start allowing uh, more mass immigration into these cities, it's going to have a negative effect on low-skilled black employment. And they were summarily like chased it into the cornfield for saying something racist. This was like a spokesman for black low wage workers, right? Uh, actually, I don't think this is going to work out well for us at all. Fuck off, you Nazi! There goes one of those multiracial white supremacists again. Hey, why don't you go storm a capital, you fucking neo Nazi scumbag? Get out of here! Yeah, we showed him. We showed that blo black community spokesman for wo low paid employees, didn't we? Yeah, you know what I mean? No way out. Refugees fleeing from persecution. Yes. 
We, the United States, used to do our part. We were part of that. We're, and you know, that's, you know. <laughs> we, we, we in the United States used to do our part. I think the only country, it's quicker to do it this way. The only country on earth which doesn't take some form of financial aid from the United States is your mate, Australia. We're the only ones. To the best of my knowledge, <clears throat> that was at least true, say, 12 months ago. It might have changed now that Joe Biden's president. I don't know. But as of around 12 months ago, the only country on earth that does not receive some kind of financial aid from the United States, and there's a lot of rich countries on earth, the only one that doesn't is little old Australia, who says, hey, it's cool, bro, we got this. Thanks anyway, we will take care of ourselves. We love you, bro, but no, we're good. We don't need any money right now. You know, your greatest ally sucks billions of dollars out of you every year. Your enemies suck billions of dollars out of you every year. <laughs> the, 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 the countries that literally harbour people who want to see you reduced to a pile of smouldering ash, you're giving them money. <laughs> Saying To say, please don't hate us. So this argument, oh, America needs to do its fair share. It does everybody's share. Without the United States, there is no foreign aid programs. Zero. Zero. Oh, that was you, JJ. Well, thank you for joining us on the... On the uh, pardon me. Thank you for calling in earlier, sir. Enjoyed having you on anytime. Oh, send me your huddle masses. Come on. Come on. And so I would, if you had a refugee bill... That, that was... <laughs> The, the send me your huddled masses, masses, the Statue of Liberty was also built in a time when there wasn't over 320 million people in the country, right? <laughs> there wasn't 320 million people. You kind of needed people to settle that land, that landmass, which is so ridiculously huge. You needed people to dedicate their lives to building a railway from one side of the country to the other. Years and years and years and death and injury and misery. By itself, I'm not suggesting that, but I would, there's things that I would deal by itself, but not at the expense of saying I'm never going to do the other. <laughs> there is a reasonable path to citizenship, and it shows up. One of the reasons why we have been able to compete with the rest of the world so well oh. is most of our major competitors are xenophobic. You remember... What? <laughs> what the hell was that? What? <laughs> the, the reason the reason that we've been able to compete so well is because our competitors are xenophobic? <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? Oh, yes, because you're doing so well. You're doing so well compared with these xenophobic countries like, say, China, India, <laughs> right? You know, the manufacturing sector, the reason that the manufacturing sector is so successful in America right now is because it's not racist. <laughs> what? <laughs> He's a fucking madman. <laughs> People will lap this up, though. Trust me, there is a legion of fucking idiots 
who will just take that line and run with it. Yes, Joe, didn't you hear what the president said? The reason that we're the best is because we're not racists. That's why we're winning economics. Economy. <laughs> you know, our competitors are xenophobic. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. Quite, I remember you questioned me when I came back from China. Yeah. And I said, I predict within less than a year, they're going to end their one China policy. Their one China policy. I got poli- clobbered by saying... <laughs> the one China policy. <laughs> well, there is only one China, sir. There's about 1.2 billion of them, but there is only one China. I think, of course, he meant to say the one child policy. Maybe, or maybe he thinks it is the one China policy. That's why he said it's xenophobic, remember? He said our competitors are xenophobic. They're ending the one China policy. No, it's the one child policy, Joe. <laughs> just, he's, he's just making shit up now. And because that Biden didn't talk about the fact that how immoral it was and it was when we were running against the Republican ticket led by Mitt Romney, a fine you guy. You just talked to China's president. Yes, for two hours. What about the, the Uyghurs? What about the human Uy- rights abuses? We must China? speak up for human rights. It's who we are. Ah. We can't, what my comment to him was, and I know him well and he knows me well, we're a two-hour conversation. You talked about this to him. I talked about this too. And that's not so much refugee, but I talked about it. I said, look. He's very fixated on the refugee angle. You know, Chinese leaders, if you know anything. Did he he just say that the Uyghurs, it's not a refugee issue? Oh, 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 do you see what happened there? He caught himself, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I I picked that up too. Iceman in the chat saying, Romney, a fine guy. Yeah, we love Mitt Romney now. Remember, he was a Nazi back then too. But now we love Mitt. Lovely Mitt Romney, very principled conservative guy. We love we love good conservatives like Mitt Romney. <laughs> so what he caught himself there because he was talking about we need to do our part, we need to take more refugees. You've got refugees in camps all over the world, right? And then he's talking about the Uyghurs in China who are being held in camps, and he caught himself because he could see himself like he's he's getting old and slow, but he's still a politician. He's still a politician who can catch himself when he needs to. So he's talking, we need to let all these people in. We need to celebrate human rights. We need to up, we need to increase our refugee intake. You know, we need to do our part. Take our take your huddled masses. There are people persecuted in camps. What about the Uyghurs? Well, that's not really a refugee issue. <laughs> they don't count. No, no, you see. Well, you see, the thing is with China, you know, I get on very well with the leader of China. We spoke for two hours. Two hours we spoke for. I bet you Joe spoke for two hours. I imagine Xi Jinping, like, kind of just put the phone down on the other end and started playing Mario Kart or something. And he would just pick up the phone every, you know, five minutes or so, and then, you know, he'd be, and then he'd pick up the phone and it's like, and you know, my mother used to know a woman who ran a Chinese restaurant in uh in in Scranton. And she's like, he's still talking. <laughs> he's still talking. Keep going. You fucking don't worry about him. I don't know. He's talking about his fucking mother friend run a restaurant or something. I don't know. Fuck it, this guy. He don't know, shut up. <laughs> Hang on, let me see again. 
Yeah, so I was telling the uh, Chinese guy, hey, man, you know, look, look, all of our competitors is xenophobic, and, you know, they got folks coming across the Rio Grande. No, he's still talking. He's still going. Oh, my God, man. He's like two hours now. Miss President, and I have to hang out. We don't have a phone card. <laughs> You're going to send me brokey. About Chinese history, yeah. it has always been the time when China has been victimized by the outer world Whoa. is when they haven't been unified at home. So the central, oh, to vastly overstated. Wow. The central principle of Xi Jinping yes. is that there must be a united, tightly controlled China. <laughs> How do you like that? <laughs> hey, Democrat friends, do you want to know what unity looks like? Let's look to China. A unified and tightly controlled. Oh, yes. Sing it, Joe. Sing it from the fucking rooftops, baby. <laughs> Uncle Joe, Mob Tech in the chat. Uncle Joe dropping some pills right here. <laughs> you know, all the times, all the times when China has been a victim. See, I haven't, why hasn't anyone been sharing this clip on Twitter? I knew we would find something. The same four or five clips are the ones that are being retweeted on Twitter, right? The same four or five. CNN didn't even put this whole town hall on their own YouTube page. They just put two clips where they think they can make Joe Biden look good. Twitter is sharing, you know, three or four clips where they think they can make Joe Biden look bad. I haven't seen this one yet. Oh, praise China. You know, I spoke for two hours. You know, the Uyghurs, the Uyghurs isn't really a refugee issue. That's a different issue. No, no, they're not, they're not persecuting people and putting them in camps. What he's doing is ensuring China's safety because they need to be strictly controlled and unified. Oh, yeah. This is making my dick hard. Joe, fuck Joe, mate. <laughs> Well, you know, the Uyghurs, the Uyghurs in China that are being locked in uh, the, the camps there. Remember, they called the American, Joe was calling the American immigration uh, facilities concentration camps. They're more than happy to say your shit is concentration camps. I'll see you in hell. They're more, they're more than happy to say that your shit is a concentration camp. But the well-documented abuses that are taking place in China with this particular population, oh, no, all of a sudden, that's not a refugee issue. No, that's something different. And all of the times when China has been persecuted in the past by outsiders, it's, you know, they need to be, he literally said, they need to be tightly controlled and unified. Controlled population. Oh, Joe. Joe. Where is the outrage for this, huh? Of course not. Of course not. There is no outrage. Because if you're a politician, if you're a politician that the media likes, you don't have to take any responsibility for anything. There's always been the time when China has been victimized by the outer world. Victimized. Is when they haven't been unified at home. Right. So the central, oh, to vastly overstated, the central principle of Xi Jinping is that there must be a united, tightly controlled China.
and, and, and I love making the fist as well. The fist of unity. <laughs> There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, the tightly controlled cultural fist of unity. Thank you, Gigi Ping. Fucking amazing, huh? On that note, ladies and gentlemen, I think we might end it there. Uh, don't forget to follow our friends, by the way. Irrational Times, who I'll be on with Irrational Times Friday night at 8 p.m., Coffee Talk with Sandra, everybody's favourite lover of Frenchman Mersh. Don't forget tomorrow night, Winning TV with Victor Von Schroom, of course. Uh, don't forget JJ Stoner, ladies and gentlemen. Lois Ropez with Way Dave. You've also got Joy of Pessy, Sunday Night Shit Show. you got The Kimmy Show. Don't forget about The Kimmy Show. The Kimmy Show. Iceman4433. At Real Person PLTCS. Uh, Chimani. Uh, Major Tom. And... Sunday night shit show, of course, and anyone else I may have forgotten. So, till Friday night, ladies and gentlemen, thank you to everyone who contributed tonight on DLive. Thank you for sharing the show out. Hope you had fun. Thanks for thanks for checking in with Joey B with me, because the, the way that ended, I think that was just, that summed everything up just nicely. <laughs> Good for you, China. Good for you. Tight controls and unity. That's what we like about our friends in China. Fucking <laughs> Joe Biden. All right. With that, I'll see you on Friday night. Stay calm, stay rational, God bless, and we'll talk soon. Bye-bye.